The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, here's a question for you. Is humankind facing a reproductive crisis? Well, a new study suggests that that could be the case with sperm counts falling dramatically in the last few decades. Uh, the man who's been studying all of this is Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College Dublin, Ed Luke O'Neill. Luke, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Worrying times, then. Worrying times. Yeah, big report. Yeah, this has been around for a few years, this notion of sperm counts yeah. falling, by the way. We've known this for a few years, but a big study just came out, makes it all the more worrying, basically. So it's been halved since 1973 to 2018, the sperm count is halved in men, basically, which is, of course, is a big worry because you need a certain number of sperm per meal yeah. to be fertile, you know, so it's causing a concern, it must be said. Yeah, I mean, the way nature works, um, there's always an abundance of uh, the seeds, if you like, because in the dandelion, for example, when it starts to generate its seeds, there's probably several hundred of these little things that blow away in the wind. Maybe only one of them ever grows. Yeah, that's right. Only, only one sperm is needed to hit the egg, of course, you know, but it's a numbers game. So it's gone from 101.2 million per mil down to 49 million per mil. See, about 100 million in sperm on average yeah. per mil. It's halved, you know. And again, the big question is, what can we do about this? If it goes below 40, by the way, million per mil, then there's a fertility problem. That that man is deemed you know problematic in terms of trying okay. to fertilise so, eggs. So when people go who are trying to uh, have a family for example and they look at the male sperm if they get below 40 in the reading they will point the finger at the man perhaps exactly. he is the problem in yeah, this. Yeah. That, that's one reason. Secondly the sperm of course mightn't be formed properly the two main reasons but the count mm. is all them. It's a t- statistical thing basically. If you've got less than 40 one mightn't make it basically and now it's down to 49. Now remember it's an average number so that means there are lots of men out there but less than that you see and above that so that's the big question how many men at the moment are infertile based on that number now we'd probably blame our um, western lifestyle I mean you know the wearing of tight jeans instead of kilts for example uh, would uh, you know keep the testicles at the wrong temperature not therefore being good to the sperm yeah, there's a lot of factors here, obviously, that can determine sperm count anyway. And you're quite right. There's evidence that, yeah, too tight underwear can lower the sperm count, for example. You know, obesity is a negative as well. Uh, a high fat diet, can, that can affect sperm count as well. Yeah. But this study, Pat, is important. It's 53 countries all over the world, basically. And so it's those, not just the developed world. No, precisely. The, the pre, this, it's a very famous group, by the way. Can you imagine, Pat, they specialise in sperm counts, this scientific group. They, in 2017, they'd published initially just North America and Europe, but now it's Africa, it's South America, it's Everywhere. So it can't be things like obesity or diet necessarily, you see, and that they kind of rule those. They will have a factor in this, of course, but it can't be those things. Is it happening all over the world? I mean, if you take, for example, more primitive uh, living peoples uh, who would not be wearing the designer jeans and so on, um, how are they faring? Yeah. Or is their sperm count falling it too? It is. That, that's, the, that's the bottom line in this study, basically. It's all these different countries. Now, that, So what is this global then? But something is causing a, glo- it's a global effect here. Now, mm. of course, it's pollutants, they think, is the number one thing. Uh, there's all these what are, called, what are called endocrine disruptors in the environment. These are chemicals that mess with your hormones, basically. Uh, one are called bisphenols, for example, and, and they're wondering, is it these the level of these, these bisphenols that might disrupt sperm development? But it's something that's global, which is interesting as well, whatever it might be. Now, uh, this bisphenol um, chemical, where where would we get it from? I mean, what uh, packaging or what? Uh, where is it found? A processed food habit. It's, it's a byproduct kind of of industrial activity, you might say, and it ends up in these foodstuffs. It's in milk, for instance, Pat. They're, cal- they're, they're detecting it in milk. Uh, tin food, it leaches out of the whatever the stuff that lines the tin, that kind of bisphenol okay. as well. And they're trying, trying to figure out exactly what the source it would be. And one, the other aspect of this study was they, they took 100 Danish men. For some reason, the Danes are great at studying sperm. I don't know why. Yeah. 100 Danish 
Danish men and they found bisphenols in the urine of the men well, at a hundred times the level it should have been and that's an indication that these bisphenols are getting into the And were the chain. Danish uh, great as, at, at um, sperm donor uh, They were. For, if you go for a sperm donor clinic, Pat, they're often in Denmark strangely <laughs> enough if you, if you want to be a, have a surrogate father. You know? yeah. But the Danes are studying this a lot and that, that was a worry because now they're seeing bisphenols in male men I guess you know, and that maybe that's the thing that's then lowering the sperm count in the men so bisphenols is one thing there's about seven chemicals though it must be said in the environment that can affect sperm count and now the fingers being pointed at those chemicals Now this survey for example um, does it look at age for example I, I presume that sperm count declines with age it does, but many older men, of course, can still conceive, you know, so that's very variable from human to human. Some men have a higher sperm count anyway, and it's the average, but you're right, though, as men get older, they're less likely to be able to, you know, have enough sperm in, the, enough, in, in terms of numbers to fertilise an egg. The other worry, Pat, by the way, is women are waiting later to, to, to have a baby, you know, and of course they're getting less fertile as they age. So you've got a perfect storm emerging where a low yeah. sper- lowering sperm count, older women, and that means it takes longer to conceive, basically. Yeah. And again, the overall birth rate then begins to fall. So, so what this study is saying is there's a real threat here to our population because the, the lower sperm count and older women combined might give rise to a lower, yeah. lower birth rate. The, the question is, are these uh, bisphenols that we're taking in, are we taking them in on a personal basis or are they now so endemic in the environment yeah, exactly. that there's nothing we can do. That, that's what this study says. Because it's in 53 separate countries it's happening, this must be now in the environment. Now one thing they're saying but it's would it be like CFCs? In other words, should we get bisphenols out of the environment? Like we did with CFCs yeah. that threaten the ozone layer of course. You know, and that's what they're now proposing. And of course it, it'll take tw- 10, 20, 30 years you see for to this clean to really well, to, to impact on our population You know, because it takes a while for this to trickle through I suppose. You know, But now is the time to act is what they're saying. Let's get rid of these pollutants and make sure we can restore sperm count. Now, meantime, when we have this population crisis, someone's come up with a male contraceptive. Well, I've just come back from Australia. As you may remember, Pat, I came across this when I was in Australia. The Australians have invented what may be the first robust male contraceptive, and it's a hydrogel, so it's a gel, that you squirt, Pat, into your vas deferens. Now, the vas deferens is the tube that brings that, the that, sperm. That, that from is cut for vasectomies, for example. Pre- yeah. Precisely. You can bung it up now with a hydrogel, and that means the sperm don't get through and a massive trial is running at the moment. Men have volunteered Pat, to have this stuff injected into them, you know, and now they're going to measure these men over the course of the next few years. But they've done a smaller trial already and it works because it's obvious in a way, isn't it? In other words, it's an alternative to a vasectomy. And what they've shown is the gel will last two years. So you get one shot, if you like, you know, and that should stop the sperm getting through for two years. So this may be the thing that women have been crying out for, by the way. Let the men do the heavy lifting here, you know, and have a male contraceptive. Okay, so it's two years. You kind of have to set it on your Apple Watch. Exactly. (laughs) It's about to run out. But the the problem is still going to be, um, you know, he meets she in the nightclub and they go off for a, how's your father? And uh, he says, by the way, I've had the hydrogel. Well, this is the question. This is the question. But she's the one is going to carry the baby well, if that, it goes wrong. And that's been one issue with male contraceptive. There are two two pills men can take, by the way, as well, a bit like the female contraceptive. They've been tested and shown. But can you trust the men? In other words, will they say, oh, yes, I've taken that pill or I've injected that stuff and women mightn't trust them. That's always been an issue with this area of male contraceptive. But certainly there's, there's progress with yeah. male contraceptives basically in these different studies. And of course, if they're using condoms for, you know, disease protection, uh, that even should the condom fail, then this would... Uh, that's right, yeah. be a back-off. Yeah, to, be sure, to be sure, to be sure. That's right, exactly, yeah. All right, Is Luke it? O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.